of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I'm a staff pastor here at the Rocky Butte campus of Manor House in Portland, Oregon. We're kind of all over the place now. We got Vancouver, Tiger, downtown, down in Eugene, all over the place. Oh my gosh, it's so awesome. We also have a Bible college um, here uh, specifically at the Rocky Butte campus, and uh, it is uh, designed, uh, opened back in 1967 to build leaders in the church, uh, by the church, and for the church, and all that good stuff um, to, to really see the church expand and grow. As we've said in previous episodes, that the local church is the vehicle that God's chosen to use to extend his kingdom on the earth, and we have the privilege of being a part of that and in that vehicle. And so today, speaking of Portland Bible College, what a great segue, Rick. Great job. Is <laughs> I've actually invited my great friend, Alex Hernandez. He's uh, His title is the campus pastor at Portland Bible College. Uh, he and I go back a bunch of years, actually, speaking of Portland Bible College, right. was my very first uh, dorm leader. That's the, right. The head dorm leader. Not just any old dorm leader, but the head, head guy. Leader, he, right. he had like a palace. And I had this little shoebox of a room. I'm still a little bitter about this. Apparently, there's something there. Uh, we probably need to talk about this. Yeah, so, yeah, we can um, get to that. Yeah, yeah we so can get to that. Maybe we'll not this in episode, another episode, but yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, Alex, thanks for taking your time uh, to be here today. And uh, we're going to talk some small group stuff as our Growing Faith podcast is focused primarily on small groups in the church and, and that being kind of really the key uh, arm of pastoral care. So we talk about those two topics. Yeah. And they're super connected. Okay. And so um, why don't you just uh, give us a little bit of background on who you are? Sure. And then we'll jump into some of the some of the points that we've kind of talked okay. about. Right on. Thanks, Rick, for having me today. It's really a lot of fun to do this with you because we um, have done church in different ways for many, many years, just like you mentioned. And I think the first small group that we were in was 50, well, almost 60 guys yeah. in dorm three. <laughs> Uh, at Portland Bible College, and that doesn't sound like a small group, but it's a very small space to have 60 guys. So we got to learn a very community. smelly space. Yes, yeah, right. Well. Learn space. community really quickly, and yeah, it's hard to believe that that was so long ago. But um, so a little bit about me: um, I became a Christian in the 80s uh, as a teenager in Lake Tahoe, California, at a little church called Glad Tidings in South Lake Tahoe, California. And obviously some of you who know um, our senior pastor here at Manor House, Mark Estes, he actually got saved about the same time I did in that same church in Lake Tahoe. And uh, so we go way back and we have a lot of history um, walking with the Lord back there in that place. And one of the things that happened there, Rick, was that um, Pastor Mark and I did small groups together uh, because he became my youth pastor. Wow. And it was around in, around 1990, um, one of our pastors, his name was Roger, he was the assistant pastor or the associate pastor there at, at uh, Glad Tidings. Um, he became the small groups guy. And we had this little church that um, had, a, had a larger congregation than we could handle in this little building that we had. And so obviously um, we needed small groups, right? And so this guy, his name was Roger Funk. He was really, really cool guy, kind of wiry and a lot of fun, um, quirky at times. Super good um, dude. Super good guy. Yeah, you know Roger yeah. Funk, right? So Roger um, actually had been the uh, principal of my high school that I went to. is a Christian school. And uh, so I knew him pretty well. And he reached out to me and he said, hey, I want you to be a small group leader. And I put together some training materials that will train you to be a small group leader. And he was an equipper. And, but he was an equipping pastor, a very, very pastoral guy. 
and always in the trenches with people in their lives and very, very loving guy. And in fact, he's still doing that today, 30, yeah. 30 years later. You know, and like so Denver or Aurora yeah, in, or yeah, in uh, Denver. Right. Yeah. And so, um, a lot of the things I'm going to talk about today, unfortunately, I really haven't grown past m- many of the things that he <laughs> taught me, actually, and because they've been successful. We'll just play it as a compliment yeah, to him, yeah, rather than to Roger, sort of right? You, right? Yeah, right, so. right. Yeah, that I that I, that I didn't grow, but that you know, the foundational things were really important and have worked in many, many um, different situations. Um, you know, as I've uh, had a walk of faith in serving the church. So, yeah, currently doing small groups in the context of Portland Bible College um, in the dorms, and every student at Portland Bible College is in a small group, and um, that is a challenge, right? It's a real challenge, but it's also a really unique community because it is a group of young people, men and women, who really do have a heart to know the will of God for their lives and do the will of God for their lives, and so they are willing um, in the context of community to try new things. And so small group uh, is something that we do. Right now, as you know, we're going through um, a curriculum called uh, Freedom, but there's a lot of different things that we've done in small group uh, over the last few years um, that's, that's different from Freedom and in different formats and whatnot. But the few things we're going to talk about today that we have tried to have as an element of all of our small groups there. So Yeah, so... Um I know I always I always tell the students at Portland Bible College, especially those that are interested in going into counseling. Uh, I'm like, well, I just want to be really honest with you. You know, at 20 years old, you you feel like you know so much stuff. I said, but gosh, if most of the stuff I could give you in from a counseling context, you'd probably just feel like you're swimming, like over mm-hmm. your head. Mm-hmm. I can't handle this, and so I always tell it. The best thing you can do, other than taking um, incredible counseling classes from the likes of Glenda Mallman, I mean, of course, outside of that, the next best thing that you can do to prepare yourself is to lead a small group. Right. <laughs> because you get to journey with people, live life with people, and help counsel people as they begin to build relationship with you and trust you. Then they share their life with you, and you're able to actually help counsel people through maybe challenging decisions they have to make or how to deal with something from their past, et cetera, et cetera. And so as we jump into this, we talked about a a couple of different points. We talked about um, some really key uh, ingredients being prayer and presence Mm -hmm. in a group. We talked about accountability needing to be uh, a real significant part in this discipleship component. But then even as we were talking about those three things, we actually stopped and go, wait, hold on. Even before we talk about those three things, we need to talk about the leader. Yeah, right. So why don't you right. just jump in and share with me some of those thoughts that you had about, about the leader and what they need to know about sure. themselves as they sure. jump in. One of the things that was put into me very young is uh, why, okay? And if you're going to do small groups, why do you want to be a small group leader? If you want to be an influencer, why, right? And the number one reason that has stuck with me is basically the great, the great commission, right? Jesus said, go you therefore into all the world make or you know make disciples in every nation baptize them in the name of the father son and the holy spirit and behold i am with you to the end of the age so the purpose for small groups is the great commission now if the individual leader goes well that's really not what i'm into i'm more into and fill in the blank well then i feel like we got to go back to the drawing board because it's for me 
the why is the most important thing. And if a person wants to have influence in the context of community, especially kingdom community, um, we have to ask ourselves, well, what's on the heart of God? Yeah. What is God thinking about right. when he's thinking about your ministry and you being an influence for the sake of the kingdom? It's the Great Commission. It's lost people. And it's not just lost people, but those that are newly saved or saved and then not just go into the world and baptize, but make disciples, right? right? And so um, motive for the individual leader is the first thing, motive. And then um, number two for me is that um, in the context of desiring to have a small group, what are you inviting them into, right? Right. And so, and the, and the reason why this comes up for me, Rick, is because this is how it happened to me, and it just made sense um, in the context of the church that I was in um, and what Roger was teaching us back in the day, and that it's really, it's about presence. It's about the presence of the Lord. Yes, we're, we're bringing them into a small group. We're bringing them into a context of community. There might be even different things that we, or reasons that we gather, like maybe we're a bunch of runners and we want to get together, right? And so your group's a running group or whatever. But it's got to Most go. people out there know me, and they know my <laughs> It's not group. running isn't going to be, be running. running right. That would be but yours. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying that's like, you know, <laughs> some type of affinity group, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but the issue is, well, wait a minute, though. We, we might be inviting them into our homes. We might be inviting them into the thing that's our hobby. But if we're not inviting them into the context or a place where the presence of God is there and is preeminent, like the reason that we're coming together, then I'm sorry, why are we coming together again? Right. Right? Right. Because... Some people are just not going to come to church on a Sunday. They're going to be connected to you or to me, and we're trying to, to bond them to the local church. Mm -hmm. And maybe this small group is how we do that, right? Yep. And if they come into that and they go, cool, we like to shoot guns or we like to you know, cook or we like to whatever thing that we go out and do, bowling, golf, whatever, those are great things. But if the presence isn't prepared in the heart of the leader, Right? If the presence isn't prepared in the heart of a leader, like if they're not a presence person, then what are we inviting them into? We're inviting right. them into a social club. And that's really, that's not small groups. Then you the might as well go group. do yoga or. Yeah, even if it's yoga. Other, like, even if it's yoga, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> right. that's yeah. where. Or anything else. The world has these Lots things that options. create a lot of community. Right. Exactly. Um, so you've got your. Uh, I, I'm still just blank on what's the big workout thing right now? You know, I really don't know because I just go I, outside man, and I run. I just totally probably, blanked myself. Zumba? Well, well, no, I'm totally no, joking. I really, I really, I really don't know what it is. Um, and but I should. I'm gonna have to edit um, this out because I'm just totally blank right now. But um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, so whatever your so whatever your affinity is, CrossFit. Or, Woo, right, there yes, we go. CrossFit. That's what there it's it is. There I it knew is. it would yes. come to me. Yes, it's it's. They that's almost like cultish in a sense of like how they bring so much it's community so intense, together, right? And I actually think um, it looks like life, right? I mean, right. they're getting a lot of stuff right. They're, they're getting their physical bodies in better shape. They're, they're joining in community and relationship with one another. They're, they're actually even kind of bearing one another's burdens at times and supporting each other, personal goals. But I think, you know, here at Mana House, our why behind small groups is to build life-giving relationships. Right. And I've often just thought, like, well, if Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, how in the world can we have people build truly life-giving relationships yeah. without including the life? The presence, right. In our <laughs> The groups. presence and of so, his life, yeah. right. There was, there was a little verse that I actually wrote down in preparation for this, um, and it's kind of a light verse for me, right? But John 14, 21, this is Jesus talking, right? 
And he says, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. That is a profound statement where Jesus says, I'm going to manifest myself to, hmm. right? This is like a light verse to me because like, if there's any verse in the Bible about presence, this is one of them, right? Wow. right? Like this is a presence verse that right. God desires to be with, but that word manifest literally means breath to breath, face to face, hmm. bridge of the nose to bridge of the nose. Like, you know this guy. Wow. He's right in front of you, right? Um, what was the first thing that Jesus taught when he came out of the wilderness after being tempted? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Kingdom of heaven is basically, right, in heaven, right, coming to earth, right? Yeah. That's another presence verse, hmm. right? So the first thing he does when he comes out of the wilderness, he's talking about presence, actually, the kingdom of heaven, right, being with us, right? When he goes and he's leaving earth, he gives us the Great Commission, and he says, Behold, I am with you to the ends of the earth. Mm. As long as we're proclaiming the kingdom, we're pro proclaiming the good news of the gospel. So the whole reason for small groups, no matter what our affinity or reason or foundation or thing that we're gathering, the thing that gathers people, it's got to be presence. And that was one of the first things that was, was and, and really presence in the life of the right leader so, first remember we're still just right. talking about the we're leader just talking about the leader. not the leader right and and so i i think that there are definitely some small group movements out there that would try to almost label the small group leader as a facilitator or a host or some of those words um and and maybe in some senses we're kind of disagreeing with that a little bit that maybe and again, no disrespect to anybody right. that uses well, those words. Yes, but. but Rick, I like the way you're saying that because what's happening here is that we have to recognize that this is a kingdom thing that we're doing. Mm -hmm. This is this is not um, just just a, um, a format to build community. We're not just community builders. Right. We're kingdom builders. We're coming right. under the authority of the kingdom of God. Yeah, it's right? Discipleship. It's we're discipleship. Not, yeah, yeah, we're not pointing people towards that. And man, I I just. It's a real burden of mine, honestly, right now is uh, I've kind of shifted my responsibilities here at the church. I'm not over small groups, over the whole church anymore. Okay. We, we have a central specialist right. that's kind of, you know, slid Growth into that kind role. Of facilitates that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And so now I'm I'm just focusing on Rocky Butte mm -hmm. uh, campus small groups. But I just have such a strong burden in my heart to have an impartation to all of the small group leaders that we don't just think about ourselves as facilitators of community but that we look at ourselves as ministers, ministers of the gospel, right? Absolutely. Because, and, Absolutely. and the gospel applies to whether they're, they're not saved yet, they just got saved, right. um, they, they've been saved for five years or they've been saved for 50 years. The gospel, the message of the kingdom, the, the, the kingdom is coming, you know, like, right. man, make my kingdom manifest on the earth. Wow. Um, is, is applying to all of us in that we need relationship with the king. We need to walk with him and know him. Yeah. And then that is what produces the fruit, right? Like John right. 15, you know, uh, abide in me as my word abides in you. You bear much fruit. Is that a leader can't bear any fruit in, in his life or in the life of the people in his, in his or her group unless he is first and foremost abiding Abiding, abiding in, 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 in him, right, right, like right. Abiding, abiding in, in him, Christ. desiring that presence. For, and, and really, when you invite somebody into your home 
or into your sphere of influence. Let's just put it that way. Right. Invite people into your sphere of influence. Hopefully they're coming into connection with the presence of God, right? right? The thing that's changed you, right? Jesus, you know, Nicodemus comes to him at night, and the first thing when he comes into the presence of Jesus, right, the word living flesh right in front of him, right? And he says, teacher, you've got to be from God because nobody can come from God except, you know, someone who does the great things that you do. And Jesus changes the subject and says, you need to be born again. And he goes deep. He dives down into this place mm. where he's where Nicodemus must have known, you know, in the narrative of John 3. It's just, I, I, I try to imagine it all the time. He's standing in the presence of God, hmm. right? Yeah. And this guy that he's standing in front of goes straight to his heart and has a conversation with him. I don't think that that's any different for us today as we are harbingers, if you will, of the will of God and the presence of God as we walk through community. Do people come into presence with God? Right? right. They can, they should, because he's on us, he's with us, right? His spirit is on us and with us, and we have the words of truth, the words of life that he had, right? And they've been entrusted to us, and, we, and as we go with the Great Commission. So for every leader that's out there thinking about a small group, I just want them to ask themselves the question, Am I a minister of the gospel as I'm doing this? And you should answer, you bet I am. And you should be excited about that because it's a great commission that God's given us. And if he's going to give us the commission to do it, then he's going to give us the courage and the faith to do it and really the ability to do it. So So that's where we start. I think you might have just hit on the very thing I was just going to ask you to kind of clarify. But (laughs) let me ask you to clarify so that you can answer it directly into that because as... Like I know some of the motivation even of some of these churches and small group movements that move to these titles like host or facilitator or um, really super cool guy that's, you know, leading a small group (laughs) rather than calling them a small group leader or anything like that. They they kind of soften the language so as not to intimidate people. Intimidate people. people, Right. So so you even just saying right there, um, hey, small group leader you're a minister of the gospel. I can see, you know, somebody's like almost ready to like wet their pants because they're so nervous about, oh, but then you followed it up to say that it's the Great Commission. It is the Great Commission. So, okay, let me just answer this to you then. It's kind of like, I knew you were going to ask this question today. So one of the things that's never gotten old for me is a book by Charles Hayden Spurgeon called Lectures to My Students. And this was a book that was given to me by one of my mentors when I was just a teenager. And he was asking me, do you want to be a minister of the gospel? Do you want to be effective um, as someone who shares Christ with others? And he gave me this book. And in lectures to my students, like, I'll give you a couple of titles out of the context. The number one thing in this table of context, lecture number one, is the minister's self-watch. Number two is the call to ministry. And number three is the preacher's private prayer. As I read those first three chapters, and I kind of give you that, it's an old, old book, right? And people go, that's antiquated, it's old time. But man, there's truths in this book that just last um, the weather of time. And these are truths that are not for ministers. They're truths for Christians. We have to watch our own lives. I mean, there are there are truths Say for that, Christians, right? That, right? It's for it's for us. Like it's 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 the discipline of prayer. It's it's why do we do anything that we do, right? Right. Um, 
you know, when I when I set up, or you know, when my wife and I, you know, we set up our home, our house, it's for a safe place for our children, our, our children, to um, not sleep and eat, and go to school, but to live and to grow. Right. Right. So it's about living and growing yeah. is why we do what we do in the context of our family. At Manor House, our small groups are to bring people into the context of really the home life, if you will, of of a believer, um, someone who is a disciple, a wholehearted follower of Christ, um, that's doing life and living. That I mean, that's that's yeah. what small groups are about. It's listen, yeah. like we were talking just before we started this, uh, you know, interview. Uh, we go to a, a seven thousand member church. Yeah. Right. There's no identity in that. There's identity for like three people that are up front. Yeah. The rest of us are are part of a crowd. But the reality is the kingdom is about identity. It's about individuals in as much as it's about all of us, right? Mm -hmm. And so these small groups give us an opportunity for us to have accountability with each other that we don't get on a weekend, right? And now let me just mention accountability for a minute. Some people will say, and I've heard this again and again, you know what, accountability groups don't work. Oh, I've been in those accountability groups. They don't work. Are you kidding me? Community is accountability right that's it right yeah i think the thing i think the thing they're thinking of when they say accountability groups don't work is this kind of lopsided uh, maladjusted concept that was birthed in a good good intent right but the way it was delivered the way it was put together it was incomplete right the confrontation of sin group right right you know let's get together and talk about about our number one worst thing let's talk about our failures and yeah pat each other on the back and say let's try harder next week and rather than really connecting people to jesus in a life-giving relationship i think it's kind of cool if you take that He's the way, the truth, and the life, and you replace life-giving relationships with Jesus-giving, yeah. Jesus-giving relationships. That we that small groups exist to be a place where Jesus-giving relationships can be developed. Uh, really starts to paint an interesting picture right. for us as as the leader to to think about as we move forward. Right. So, um, hey, I don't think we're done with this conversation. Okay. We're probably going to need to. Uh, launch into we've we've kind of scraped the surface of okay. of the prayer and presence and accountability and a little bit of the discipleship sure. concepts. So I think uh, we'll come back again and kind of dig a little deeper into that. Um, so today, I think really just the if we're going to leave somebody with a takeaway about the leader, why don't you hit it one last time? What's your challenge to sure. the leader today? So my challenge to the leader is their personal self watch. Right, I think that when you're thinking about leading a small group that um, it's going to take two things, right? It's going to take humility and courage, right? And they seem like contradicting things, right? right? But the humility to say that, you know what? Um, God has called me to do this, right? right? And he's called me to do it in such a way that I'm not just a facilitator, but I'm a minister of the gospel, the Great Commission. And even if I'm not the one preaching the gospel and I'm so-called facilitating and somebody else is going to do the talking and all that kind of stuff, you are preparing the presence for the people that are going to come right. into the sphere of your influence, whether it's in a home or wherever you're meeting, right? And so the other thing, right, so that's the humility is, is to say yes to the Lord and surrender that and say, yes, I am a minister of the gospel. And then two is to have the courage to be that minister mm-hmm. and to expect that God is going to use you, yeah, not on. just as a facilitator. And if you want to use the word facilitator as a misnomer, 
Right. Right? And that's what is going to be hanging out in front of you. What people see you as just a facilitator. But at the end of it all, you are going to be a minister of the gospel. And you are called to be fruitful, that you would bear much fruit, like you said, Pastor yep. Rick. Yep. And um, that your fruit would remain. Come on. Right? Amen. And that's what the Lord wants for us. And so the, uh, for the minister's self-watch is to prepare their lives um, as ministers of the presence of the Lord. Understanding that wherever they go, the presence of the Lord goes with them. And that really is the quality of their influence, whatever it may be, and with whomever it may be. That's so good. Awesome. Well, Alex, thank you so much for taking yeah. time to be a part of this today. I think you have uh, made our audience better today um, cool. by the content that you brought, the heart that you bring. Um, and just, I love that you live you live what you speak and so you set the example uh, for us and so I really appreciate that uh, man as always uh, our hope is that our content is bringing uh, life to you that you are uh, being encouraged and challenged and equipped uh, to do really the work that God's called you to do of course we would love it if you help other people have access to this information you just like and share and comment and just spread the word for us that this content is here it's just our heart to serve and, and help. And so the more people we can serve and help, uh, the happier it makes us. You know, we really just love to strengthen the local church across all the areas where God gives us influence. And so um, if you have any comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes, you can hit me up at uh, rickm at manorhouse.church. And uh, would love to hear from you. With that, we just say, have an amazing day and may God bless you. <laughs>